Hey, John, how you doing, brother? Hey, P, how you doing? Hey, hey. Doing well, man, doing well. Hey, P, how you hype, doing? Hype for the podcast. Yeah, man, let's get into it. Yeah, so you see that email I, I sent you? Yeah. So I just kind of, uh, actually, this morning I went back and uh, just went through, like, Google Maps, and I, I timed out the whole trip, and uh, and I just looked up a couple of the details. So we have, we have some, uh, we got our facts right. Yeah, Pete, this is fantastic. Thank you for sending. Yeah. Um, it was, I think the road trip's going to be kind of the sole topic. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I think we're, Pete, this is a hot mic, man. Let's get into it. All right. This is a hot mic. All right, folks, welcome back. This is the third episode of Exile Diary. We have a special episode for you folks this week. Pete and I are going to be reminiscing about our road trip that we took in 2019, the end, the beginning of the summer of 2019, Pete and I drove all the way across this great, beautiful country. Uh, it took us about, how long did it take us? About a week, right? Oh man, it was, it was a quick trip. We, uh, we were efficient. I think it was a total of nine days. Um, we were driving pretty much all day, every day of those, of those nine. So yeah, it was, it was quick. It was but very packed, fast. packed a lot in. We did pack a lot in and our first stop, we, uh, so we drove from Connecticut, our hometown, to Chicago, Illinois, uh, where yeah. Pete's brother was living at the time. And that was a long was, drive. Oh my days. <laughs> what was it, like 15 hours in the car? Yeah. With stops. Yep. I think it was, yeah, about 14, 15 hours. And, and that's going through, going through a lot of states that there, there's not a lot of scenery. No, right. We hit, we hit Pennsylvania, was just. As, as as just so just I remember we were we were driving through the mountains of Pennsylvania where the roads were getting pretty windy. Mm-hmm. And I think this was this was the first stop of the trip. You know, it's raining, it's drizzy a little bit. There's these huge like eighteen wheelers barreling down the the road and we pulled off and to take a yes for a couple minutes. Remember that Pete? Oh yeah, I do. I think yeah, that was it was really rain I can't remember if it was raining or it was just really wet outside, but um yeah, I remember that. It was like little little lot on the side of the yeah. side of the highway that got pissed in a stream or something yeah we were just micturating uh, right into the great clean water of pennsylvania yeah dude that was <laughs> i felt like i was in the middle of nowhere yeah it felt like in the middle of, you you felt like you were in the middle of nowhere and uh uh what, what was after pennsylvania was it ohio yeah so it was uh ohio next and the route we kind of took is I can't remember exactly kind of how we got out of Connecticut, but we essentially hopped on I-80 as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. And that took us all the way across Pennsylvania. And then we kind of uh, kind of started to hug um, the Great Lakes, like near Lake Erie, made our way through Ohio into Indiana, touched the bottom of uh, Michigan as we got mm-hmm. close to Chicago. But uh, right as we got out of Pennsylvania, um, we hopped on 90 Okay, and that took us um, right around Cleveland, and then right under, right south of uh, Toledo, um, and then kind of right. continued on into Indiana. Um, well, and oh, then Ohio, Ohio, what a state! Am I right, Pete? Oh, what? some of the worst, some some of the worst drivers. Some of the worst drivers are all driving like Dodge minivans. Yep, and like white Going Dodge minivans. Miles an hour. Going 92 miles per hour, you, you got no scenery on your right and your left. You got nothing. 
You got yeah. literally bumpkin. You got a couple trees. That's it. You're you're locked yeah. into the highway. You can't see anything. We drove, yeah, we drove under Cleveland, south of Cleveland. You couldn't see anything from the nope. main highway. No, nope. no nice views of the of Lake Erie. Nope, nothing. Nope, it was bumpkin, absolute bumpkin. Yep, and then we went uh, went right under Toledo, um, which was equally uh, unimpressive. You couldn't even see it, right, Pete? We were just looking at trees no. the whole time. No, we were looking at trees and like just large concrete Jersey barriers. Yeah. So, so for anyone who's familiar with Connecticut, it's like driving through Glastonbury for like five hours straight. Yeah, that's a good way of describing it. Just that part of Connecticut where there's nothing. It's just you can't. It's just trees everywhere. You can't see anything. Yeah, there were there was nothing exciting going outside the window. Um, and people was next. Indiana, right? Yeah, so Indiana was next. Uh, you know, also not a lot going on in Indiana. Um, we kind of actually. I-90 hugs the border of Indiana and Michigan mm-hmm. pretty closely. Um, we might have even kind of dipped into Michigan a little bit. but And then you kind of go right around South Bend, um, That's right. home of Notre Dame, uh, which is, you know, as, as most people know, there's not a lot going on in South Bend besides Notre Dame. Yeah, I think I was, I was asleep when you were, you were driving that portion of the trip. Oh, yeah. I yep. fell asleep and I missed South Bend. What what did I miss? Did I miss anything, Pete? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. A right. bunch of uh, <laughs> I feel like I feel all I remember is some like a comfort inn suites, a couple other like chain hotels. You couldn't even see. Notre you couldn't Dame. see the university from the. No, no. They got they got that tucked away in a nice section of town. But I did wake um, up. I did wake up for Gary, Indiana. Oh yeah. That okay, Pete? When I when we drove through that city, uh-huh. I just. All I could think of was it, it. It was it reminded me of that movie Glory Road. You remember that movie about okay. the, the college basketball players and they? Rec- oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yep. They recruit one of those fantastic players from Gary, Indiana, and in the, the, right the coach, the main character, the coach goes to the to the city to recruit him, and there's just like it's just like a hard, worn city, weathered. There's the yep. railroads in the background, the steel mills, but but in the movie, right? I think the movie it took place in the sixties. Mm-hmm. The city is bustling, right? Yep. And when Pete and I drove through it, it was just hollowed out completely. Yeah. It was a skeleton of a city, right? Yep. Yep. One of those, uh, just one of those cities that's kind of been really damaged by, you know, the lack of lack of industry yep. as of late. Um, kind of like a lot of the towns you drive through in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. You know, used to be bustling steel towns or or coal towns. Um, that are you know just just not like they used to be. Yeah, I unfortunately, we we passed so many ab- abandoned rail cars, abandoned steel factories. Yeah, right on the edge of Chicago. So you you can see this, you can see Chicago on the horizon. Yeah, but just right around you, it's just nothing. It's just wasteland of industry. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. disheartening to see. But yeah, I mean a lot of those. A lot of the towns you drive through along 90 through even Ohio as well. It's mm-hmm. just, you can tell there might've been a major industry at the time that, that kind of uh, dominated the, that area. But, you know, a lot of those have just kind of left and, you know, I think they're, they're still kind of struggling to, to evolve a little bit. So mm-hmm. it's, uh, but you know, that's, well, that's well, uh, just part of the drive. Well, so yeah. So Pete, so, I purposely I timed it so that I I handed over the steering wheel to Pete as we were approaching 
this Chicago, so I wouldn't have to try. Yeah, <laughs> man, Chicago is it's man. not friendly to the driver. Yeah, Pete, tell us about that driving into Dan's apartment. Oh um, man, <laughs> I mean, uh, I mean, the drive like as you got close to Chicago wasn't bad. Um, I ninety kind of goes around. Uh, what is this lake? Lake Michigan for a little bit, so mm-hmm. you can see the city um, out across the water for a little bit, which is you know, quite a nice, quite a nice view. Um, but then as you start to get close into into downtown, man, you you got to be aggressive behind the wheel. I'm telling you, I mean, just like any city, you uh, you got to be on your toes. Yeah, Pete, um, I remember. Pete, I remember you, you're you're white knuckling it through some of those neighborhoods where it was like the one ways. You know, you didn't know where you could turn like the intersections yep. were huge you're like all right do i turn can i turn into this road if i'm making a left is this a one way oh yep. it, it was dark out too right when we got in the sun had set so it was... yeah i think it was it was close to maybe six seven o'clock when we got in and pete was sweating my, uh, pete was sweating at yeah, the wheel <laughs> that was that was some of the most intense driving i've done and, and being from connecticut too i mean it was it was a little rough, but uh, my, my brother's apartment, and I, I believe he lived near Lincoln Park in Chicago. Yep. I was trying to figure it out this morning, um, but his apartment was like in the middle of a city block, and <laughs> you couldn't you can only get to it on like from a one way street. And I think we drove past it at least four or five times before yeah. we actually were able to <laughs> pull into the driveway. But man, that was that was an experience for sure. And then, yeah, so Dan, so Pete's brother Dan was in Chicago at the time, and he took us out to get some nice burgers, and then he took us out to this cool, it was like a, a craft brewery coffee shop, if you will, where you could yep. just get, yeah, you get a little four-pack, empty four-pack container, and you could fill up uh, single craft beers, just pick whatever beers you want, fill it into the little carrier. Yeah, that was nice. It was, it was that's a, like a little, almost a little grocery store, yeah, but yeah. just beer, just craft beer. Yep. All own single cans. You can mix and match. Get a couple IPAs. Get a couple of stouts. Get a couple of pale ales. Mix it all up. It was, it was that was sick. I love that. Yeah. That, <laughs> was, that was Dan knew us well. Yeah, let's, let's just say that he knew what we needed. If we if we weren't driving the next day for another twelve hours, you know, I would I would have gotten more beers there. But yeah, yeah. yeah. And then uh, yeah, we, I think we he lived with a bunch of roommates at the time. But I think we slept on on two of their couches there. <laughs> um, which was uh, that was honestly probably one of the best nights of sleep that we were gonna have, you know, oh, yeah. three days ahead of us. Yep, for sure. <laughs> um, but I think I think we got a pretty. Did we get an early start the next morning? Yeah, we grabbed a couple dirty, dirty bagels, like a couple Jews. Got the oh, got the cream right. cheese, the schmear on it. Yep, and some kind of kind of ritzy coffee shop where you, you don't even you don't know what to say if you just want a hot coffee. Yeah. <laughs> It's all these, you know, polysyllabic words, you know, can I just get a hot coffee, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, I got in there. We got into that coffee shop and it looks like you're stepping into a chemistry lab. You know, <laughs> they got like little glass tubes going everywhere. Coffee dripping from the ceiling into a tube. I don't know what's going on. Every guy there has like, you know, a couple square inches of facial hair. Yep. Style, yep, just like they, beard. Yeah, as if they live out in like, the middle of Wyoming, but they actually live in the city of Chicago. <laughs> all right, speaking of middle of nowhere, all right, so so the next um, the next segment of this trip took us through the rural parts of Illinois, which is very nice, I have to say. Mm-hmm. Very hilly. We passed through uh, Lincoln's hometown, right? Isn't that in Illinois? I think it was actually Ulysses S. Grant's hometown, but it's, it might okay. have been Lincoln's as well. I don't know. 
Definitely Grants. I might have that wrong. Yeah, I think it was Grants. Mm-hmm. And then we hit the beautiful state of Iowa. Oh, what yeah. what a wholesome state. Oh my Definitely. god. Definitely. Man, tell us about our the big stop we had in Iowa was the the Field of Dreams, which was course of made famous by the movie of Kevin Costner, Field of Dreams that came out in the nineties. Just oh, great, yeah. great nostalgic film. Captures Americana. But Pete, tell us about actually being at that location, the Field of Dreams. Oh, dude, that was such a special experience. That that really took my breath away. Um, yeah, I mean, just first of all, the Field of Dreams movie set where we were heading, it's not like it's right off the highway. I mean, we, we probably right. had to drive at least, I'd say, 20, 25 minutes off the highway, down some dirt roads, through some farms to get there. Um which goes to show you that for the movie, they were, they were really going for an authentic yeah. kind of uh, feel. But um, I think we, we almost thought we got a little lost, but we ended up getting to it, you know, after 25, 30 minutes. And it was just such a sight seeing coming up to that driveway, seeing the field perfectly manicured. I, um, I, I thought mean, I had traveled back in time, at least back to the 90s, you know, before globalization. I was like, holy smokes. Like, yeah. <laughs> This is what the yeah. 90s... I felt like I was in a Disney movie. Um, yeah, it, it felt like a time capsule. So wholesome. You see families there. You see kids running around the bases. You know, the dads pitching to the kids, throwing them some softballs to smack into the outfield. You know, it, it's just, yeah, man, it, was, it was magical. It was so awesome. It, it literally it felt magical. Now, I don't know. Yeah. It, even if there wasn't a movie made about it, I think if we had just gone there, right, it mm-hmm. still would be like a touchstone of our culture. Yeah, Americans. I mean, just the just the setting of this perfectly, um, you know, manicured and and just very simple, you know, not any grandstands, very simple, clean baseball field in the middle of nowhere, Iowa, surrounded by cornfields. I mean, it's it's just so so American, so unique. You gotta love it. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta love, love it. it. You gotta love it baseball uh, corn dogs you know this is yeah this is this these elements of our culture are, are deeply weaved into into our national identity we have to we have to embrace it yeah it was great i think you could even like uh they'd let you rent like a baseball or some bats there yeah yeah go at it but uh Pete, Pete and I were a little too stingy we're like ah we'll get we'll get going all right it was fun yeah. seeing it all right let's go <laughs> i was like i'm not i'm not gonna pay these people for a souvenir come on yeah but uh, no, it was it was great. And then uh, where do we go to next after that? Pete, man, Sioux City, Iowa. Sioux City, that's right. Sioux oh, City. I forgot about that on my. Yeah, Sioux City. How long of a drive was that from from uh, Field of Dreams? I I, I, too feel, far. I I feel like it wasn't too far. Maybe yeah. in, like three hours. Mm-hmm. Oh man, hours. tell us about Sioux City, John. Uh Sioux City. Let me tell you, one one hell of a place. Now if. If my geography is correct, it sits on the border of Nebraska, Iowa, and it might just kiss one of the Dakotas, South Dakota, maybe. If I'm not yes. mistaken. Yep. So you got you got a trifecta of really interesting states that most people kind of never think about. Um, Sioux City itself, it's the beating heart of that place is the Hard Rock Cafe. Oh yeah. That is the beating. That is the engine, the economic cultural engine of Sioux City. And I, I, correct me if I'm wrong, when we first got there, we tried to go 
to a campground, which is on the Nebraska side. That's right. Yeah, we. Uh, I think we, you know, still we were pretty stingy throughout this whole trip. But yeah. I think we, we kind of thought, oh, let's, uh, you know, let's camp, let's let's keep it outdoorsy. And uh, I think we actually drove into Nebraska for a quick second to get to this mm-hmm. campsite. And but I think it was it was more like an RV motorhome camp. Yeah, I don't even know and, if it was uh, that, man. <laughs> yeah. I think it was like a welfare camp or something. Yeah, dude. It, and then I remember we, we pulled in the like the, the driveway and, and there was like wasn't there like a foot of water covering like part of the driveway? Yeah. And, it was like uh, flooded. Yeah. And we were like, all right, this uh you know, we're stingy, but I think we can we can up the ante a little bit. Yeah, so we so we ended up staying at this hotel that was right across the street, conveniently from the Hard Rock Cafe, mm-hmm. and uh, we we put on our, our our put on some dapper clothes and we went out to this this restaurant, um, got some got some good grub, good food. Yep. Uh, and then we ended up uh, our waitress. Remember Natalie? Oh yeah, dude, I don't remember her name. Matt, Natalie, we uh we played we played cornhole with our waitress. Yep, which was fun. Had some good conversation. Pete and I are just a couple, which is a couple of Yankee Doodle dandies, you know. From the north, yeah. She checks our licenses. It's like Connecticut, Connecticut. You know, we're just a couple of Yankee Doodle dandies out there in the middle of nowhere. She's like, "What are you guys doing out here?" We're just like, "Yeah, you know, we're traveling cross country, yada yada yada." Yeah. Um, that was super fun. And then what was next, Pete? The Hard Rock, <laughs> Hard Rock Cafe, baby. I mean, of course, we had a couple of drinks at dinner, so we were already. Already feeling a little loose, ready to go for the night. Oh yeah. Um, I think we got over to the Hard Rock Cafe. Ambitions were uh, pretty high. I, I can't say I, when we got in there, I was. I mean, it's not like going to Foxwoods or Mohegan Sun in Connecticut, but you know, it was still it was bustling. Yeah. It was. Uh, it was good. We. Uh, I think I, I might have played a little blackjack. Probably lost all my money. No, we, um, we played. We played. A, we played a hand to, hand or two together. I think we made. Yeah. We came out on top. Yeah, they probably made like 10, 15 bucks. Yeah. Um, and then went to a bar in there, got some drinks. Um, and then <laughs> did we go to the bar, that other bar after the Hard Rock Cafe? Maybe. Maybe. I, I, so yeah, Pete and I, well, well, one quick note about the Hard Rock Cafe. You go in there and it's just like, it's not depressing, but you're like, okay, like this is kind of, there's just like old ladies. There's like chain smoking in the back on the penny slots. Yeah. You're just like yeah. holy Tamora. But you know yeah. it is what it is. It's their choice in life. We're not going to judge them. Um, nope. So yeah, we went to this. Pete and I went to some dirty biker bar. <laughs> oh yeah, it was called the. Uh, was it the Workers Church? That Workers Church. It? That might have been it. It sounds that rings a bell. So. Yep. And Pete and I were just um, yanking back Bud Lights. Oh man, that was great. I think we actually we saw the bartender from that bar at the Hard Rock yeah. Cafe. Yeah, yeah, I remember. I do remember he was, that. He was getting some money out of the ATM. Yep. And and I think his girlfriend or his wife was sitting at the bar. And That's right. That? And she was she was like passing every. She had a huge purse, pocketbook uh-huh. just full of nips, and she kept on. Yeah, she was handing those out. Handing those out to everyone. And Pete and I got a couple. We got like a like Fireball and some some sort of girly nip with like little. Like gold flakes in it or something weird like that. Yeah, probably some smearing off or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, dude. That was. Oh God, I remember that. That was. Uh. That was crazy. I mean, that bar was super interesting too because it really was. Uh. 
gave you a good good taste of the culture in the city. Oh, for sure. No, another interesting thing about the culture too. People would rev, so people would drive their their motorcycles and like their hot rod cars around the center of the city. And like, remind, remember, like, just not much is going on. Like, there's a restaurant, there's this biker bar, and then there's a hard rock cafe, and then further mm-hmm. out, there's a hotel that Pete and I stayed at. But it, it's pretty much a ghost town walking around there, except in that small pocket of entertainment space. But those people would drive their motorcycles around the block and just rev their engines outside of yeah. that was like the, that's the thing like that's the entertainment yeah. you go down you know maybe your your uncle's got a, a motorcycle you watch him you know ride around the block and rev his engine it's it's like a it's mm-hmm. like an it's like a form of yeah, it's like entertainment yeah. you know it's like a, it was like part of, it was like part of their nightlife yeah. i mean they uh i think a lot of those bikers actually went to like the workers church bar yeah. and uh you know they'll park their bikes outside they're chatting about what kind of bikes they got whatever and uh and then like around Maybe 11, 11 30, you know, as the bar starts to close down, they all get on their bikes, rev them around the street for a little yeah. bit, and then burn, just like, burn some tear rubber. out of there. Yeah, burn some rubber. Um, yeah, dude, that was, that really caught me off guard. I wasn't expecting no. that. Uh, uh, but yeah, Pete, Pete, but, go on, Pete. Go ahead. I was going to say, uh, we, yeah, we, we, we got pretty uh pretty inebriated, but we made it back to the hotel and um that 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 was the last we really lived it up in Sioux City because that was the last taste of of civilization because we're entering the next phase of our journey, which was very, very remote and uh let's just say it was it was a little bit dangerous and uncivilized in certain respects. So Pete, where was our next uh Where's our next stop after, after Sioux City? All right. So from Sioux City, we uh, we went to the Badlands in South Dakota. I have that correct. Yeah, right? Badlands. So Badlands in South Dakota, which from Sioux City was probably about, I would say, seven eight hour drive, yeah. um, pretty much all the way across the state of South Dakota. Um, and that, that was a great drive. Actually, you go through a lot of native American reservations, um, a lot of just beautiful, um, kind of the central plains of the Midwest. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was, it was an excellent drive all the way across I-90, mm-hmm. I believe is what we took. Um, absolutely stunning. Yeah, and then so we got to the Badlands, and I think it was maybe about three, four in the afternoon. Um, we, I think the first thing we did was, did we stop at that little visitor center and like get some food or something? Yeah, yeah. Right before you entered the state park, they had a little gas station and a visitor center where we stocked up on. Mm-hmm. We got a couple beers and we got some. Uh, unironically, we purchased buffalo jerky <laughs> yeah buffalo i think i got some elk jerky elk. too we got some bison bison jerky that's what it's buffalo or extinct yeah we got bison jerky and so when you when you drive into the state park the first thing you see i i forget what they're called but they're it's like those vast vast canyons the um yeah the, the parts yeah, of they're um i, I kind of forget like you know geologically what they are but um yeah they just look like 
it was kind of like a, a giant just took a shovel and just dug like millions of holes yep. into the ground. Exactly. Um, but I mean, it, it's an unbelievable sight. It, it was like a bunch of ant hills built yeah. up of rock. Very, very large ant hills. Yeah. Very dry, kind of white rock. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, and some of them went down like pretty far into these into these very steep valleys. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, that that took my breath away. That was an that was a really cool sight. Beautiful view. But uh, but once and then I think but, but once, yeah once we got into the state park though it became very very gra- it was just like prairies for miles miles mm-hmm. until, until you couldn't see anymore just prairies you could see bison roaming there yeah. there's that one little town I forget what it was called like Interior South Dakota or something just like this one little town. Yep. Like just a couple shanty shacks, a little chapel, and that was it. Mm-hmm. Like in the middle of, it might have been like a Native yeah. American town or Native American territory, but it was just so so crazy to see. Um, yeah, man, we were we were out there. We were really in the middle. I we're we're driving Cormac too. I'm driving a freaking you know sports sedan on these gravel roads in the middle of a prairie. Yeah. It's so surreal. That's probably something we should have mentioned earlier. But what is that a is, is McCormick is that a uh what 2012 Honda Accord? Uh, it's like a, I think it's a 2014, 2015. Okay. Honda, okay. It's a sport so it's like a little lower to the ground. <laughs> mm-hmm. so, so perfect for going over on gravel yeah, roads. Perfect for gravel, <laughs> perfect for off roading. Um yeah. gosh I mean, it did. It did. It did great up until we probably got to the Badlands. Great on the highway. Great on the highway. Um, no, but we we got out. We we got out to our campsite. Now the campsite was just. Uh, I think it was called the Badlands Loop campsite, or maybe repeat. What was it called? Uh, I believe Sage Creek. My research correct. It was, yeah, the Sage Creek Campground, um, which was actually pretty far into the park. I think we had to drive almost 30, 40 minutes yeah. on, on that unpaved road. Um, because, because the first campsite we saw was kind of an RV campsite. Yeah. You know, a lot of, you know, like electrical hookups and yeah. what, what, are, you, what are you doing? Whatever. Dude, you're out there in the Badlands and these people got like the full RVs. They got plumbing, they have cable, they have internet. Yeah. They're, they're <laughs> every, they're watching the green Bay Packers yeah. game in the middle of the Badlands. Like, you guys aren't camping. You guys are just living, you're yeah. living remotely. They just moved. They moved their living room to the Badlands National yeah. Park. Um, yeah, our campground uh, was was legit though, wasn't it? It was hardcore. Yeah, I think it was. It's it's called with a primitive yeah. campsite is what they call it, and uh, essentially what that means there's no water, no electrical hookups. Um, I think it was just an outhouse, um, and they also don't allow any like RVs no. or, or more motorhomes. Just tents, just a good old yeah. simple tent. Exactly. I mean, everyone it was it was interesting it was primitive in the sense that everyone was around a circle just as, as people would have mm-hmm. camped on the plains right when when the bison were just roaming and buffalo were roaming freely you kept in a tight circle yeah the covered yeah, wagons the covered wagons circle them exactly up. just like the old days because you could see there were there were bison roaming around the campground you know 100 if that 50 yards away from us um mm-hmm. and i remember pete and i were just sitting at this little picnic table Drinking our IPAs and eating bison jerky and watching, just watching bison, bison right in front of us, like 30, 40 yards away. Yeah, and awesome. they, uh, I mean, they, they give you a lot of info about them when you get into the park, but 
I mean, if you do disturb them, they, they can run pretty quick. They're, and, you know, they, they got no problem running right They're like you. NFL linebackers. You know, they're big, but they're quick. Yeah. Watch out. Yeah. Yeah, dude, they, they can be a little dangerous. So there's probably actually circling up um, like we like everyone was in that camp. So it was probably probably a pretty good yeah. idea. And there was that one. There was a one. So there was a little a young couple with a kid. It's like a baby. And the dad. Okay. The, the hubby was trying to go out there and be Mr. Hero and, and try to like interact with the bison in like a primitive natural oh, state. Yeah, I remember he that. He was like 10 yards away from this thing, crouching yeah. down, like whispering to it. He wasn't even taking a picture. Wait. Like, dude, if you're going to get that close, like get the camera out and get the picture. But no, he was just sitting there like trying yeah. to whisper to it. And weren't. He was just trying to let his wife know that he could get as close as, as 10 feet to the bison. Yeah, he was trying to impress his wife. Trying to show some valor. Yeah. And and in the in the brochure it says when the when the bison's tail starts spinning, and when it starts like mm. going upward, that's when it means like it's getting prime, it's priming itself to charge into the target. And we were sitting there, yep. we had the Pete and I, we had like our jerky, we had our IPAs, we had the little brochure out. We're just watching. This is like our entertainment for the night. Let's watch Mister Husband get jacked up by the bison, yeah. and the guy, the thing's tail was yep. straight up in the air. <laughs> yep. Oh man, we were we were settling in for some live at the game. Yeah, we were like, all right, here we go. Let's let's watch this guy get launched over the campsite by a bison. Oh, that's funny. Oh man, but that was uh, I think it, it started to rain pretty heavily in the morning, right? We had to get oh, out there pretty, pretty quick. Man. I remember I woke up, I woke up to go take a yes outside the tent, and. I see on the horizon the darkest clouds I've ever seen in my life. These things were yeah. jet black. And if I remember correctly, I think we got up around like 6.30 or yeah. so. And I look outside the tent and like pretty much everyone had already <laughs> yeah. left. Like it was, it was just us. It was like everyone knew except us. Yeah, us and a couple of jamooks out there. It was us and the, and the yeah. husband and his wife just being jamooks. And, and it started, yeah. we, we started, uh, as we were packing up our tent, it started raining. And when we got on the road, it was heavy, heavy rain, heavy thunder. Mm-hmm. Like, like, yeah. And the road was still unpaved for, for most yep. of the way out. So it was, it got a little muddy at some point. It was points. getting muddy. The lightning was streaking across, right? Because you're, you're in a prairie, right? There's nothing too high. Yeah. Like, you might be the high, the buffalo, the bison, and you are like the tallest things in the prairie. So that, that lightning yeah. was coming down. It could hit you. And, uh, we, we had to stop for like 10 minutes because there was a, a line of bison trying to get across the road because because right, right. They, when, when there's a thunderstorm they all try to huddle they try to find you know mm-hmm. pockets of pockets of the land that are uh, not as elevated so they're, they're, the likelihood of them getting struck by lightning is, is lowered but so they were just roaming trying to find you know little crevasses in the land yeah I remember we had to we had to kind of drive very slowly through a big pack yeah. of them because <laughs> they're crossing the road you know just just very tentatively I mean, McCormick's not a big, no, not a big no. vehicle. I mean, a couple of bison get run was... pretty quick. They might, uh, they might roll, roll yeah, McCormick hit the, over. The, hit, hit the side of the car, man. Airbags deployed. Yeah. Like, <laughs> end, of end of the, the trip. trip. The, the horns are growing through the glass. The thing could have flipped us yep. over. You got two or three of those would have flipped over Cormac easily. Yep. Then we wait, waiting there three hours in the rain for the tow truck. No, Pete, they wouldn't have had a catch, tow truck, catch, man. Catch. They, they were just like, all right, you got to <laughs> abandon the car. You got to walk back. Yeah, walk back and catch the next next flight to Hartford, Connecticut. All right, so after after the Badlands, Pete, what was next? We hit up uh, what was it, Mount Rushmore? Oh, 
Yeah, Mount Rushmore. We did that. Um, that that actually was only about an hour and a half drive away from the Badlands. So I think we hit that yeah. pretty early in the morning. Um, and that was that was an awesome drive as well because you drove through the Black Hills yep. for a little bit to uh, to get to Mount Rushmore. And you know, of course, the sights of Mount Rushmore are just outstanding. Oh, I I felt so patriotic. Yeah. I felt so. I mean, how, how could you, you not? Do? How could you not? You got some of the most legendary presidents carved in a mountainside. Astounding. Some yeah. people there were just people loved it. They loved it. I don't care. I don't care if yeah. you're Democrat, Republican. I don't care if you're conservative, liberal. You 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 will feel if you go to Mount Rushmore, you will you will feel, you know the the, just the the air. It's, it's powerful. powerful. The air is different. Yeah. The. Yep. Yeah, you you just feel uh, you feel connected to something exactly. bigger, right? Um, yeah, and I think we did a little we did a little hiking trail that kind of went um, around you know the area where Mount Rushmore mm-hmm. is. Got a couple different views of it. Um, I think we didn't spend too no. long there. I think we got out of there within an hour yeah. or two, and then um, we we had a little diner. I think we got some oh, food. Great grub. Um, yeah, just just one of those classic touristy diners. Um, and then after Mount Rushmore, we drove all the way to Yellowstone, which was that was quite what a drive, drive. actually. Um, because usually when you're going uh, from Mount Rushmore to Yellowstone, you'd go right across Wyoming. Yep. But instead, we decided to go a little north and go all the way through Montana. And then at the last second, dip south, go into Wyoming, and uh, arrive at Yellowstone. So that was that was probably almost twelve hours. Yeah, well, that was a long drive. Driving that day, Montana yeah. was long. Big sky country. Not much yep. going on there. Yeah, that. No, not, Un- not until a lot going but on until there, you got. But... I think part of Yellowstone is in Montana. So when you hit, when you hit Yellowstone, mm-hmm. the topography, everything just changed dramatically, and you were in this mount. Like, it felt like you were in like the Lord of the Rings. Like in the misty mountains, you get there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You drive. There's like one mining town, right? We passed that like little mining town at the base before we got oh, into yeah, it. Right? Yeah. We stopped for gas there. There was a sick. There was a sick yep. bar that P and I wanted to go to. We could hear like live music, but we we're like, no, we can't. <laughs> we got to get. We got to make yeah. the campsite. I don't know. There's no way I can drive after in Yellowstone after a beer. That's just lethal. Yeah, and then and then try and set up a tent <laughs> and uh, avoid the bears and yeah. But no, Yellowstone, Pete, wasn't it fantastic? Just driving through. Yeah, oh, it was awesome. I think we got there. It was a little, almost getting a little dark when we when we arrived. But I remember we. It took us a while to actually find yeah. a campsite that a was not too far into the park and b was not. Um, already yeah, that packed. was that was a, that was hard to figure out because. Yeah, because they gave you so many good options, and we didn't know like which campsites were packed. So we would drive by one, and there would just be tons of people there. Other campsites had like higher bear ratings. Like there's something about it. There was more. You were more likely yep. to see a bear. So obviously, we were trying to avoid those locations. Yeah, and there were a lot of lot of options too in Yellowstone. Like, yep. A lot of campsites to pick from. Um, but I think we, we after driving around for a while, we landed on one. And had a good vibe. Yeah, yeah, had a good vibe. A couple open, uh, open plots of for for camping. It was near a river. And, uh, yep, near a river. There's there was a fair amount of people there, so it seemed yeah. pretty safe. 
Um, but <laughs> you know, of course, we drive in and we see that that poster yeah. <laughs> um, about Darla. It was like, oh, Darlene. Darlene. Yeah, Darla <laughs> the bear has been frequenting this campsite for the past month, and she's uh, super hungry and has a couple of know, cubs. Please, <laughs> yeah, just just red flag after red flag. Um, but we got to our campsite. I, I mean, we were we were not like super prepared. No, we had our no. we had our Walmart we, tent. We had a freaking um, like job lot tent. <laughs> our our yeah. tent, people out there. All right, I, they they love the camp, right? So they have their. So this one guy had like a Humvee with like a huge octagon, like military commander tent. The people next to us had like the tent that attached to the back of their car. People had like trailers. Yep. All right, P, P and I come in in a sedan and we got a job lot tent. That takes us like two seconds to throw up because it's nothing. It's just like a thin piece of fabric and a couple of poles. <laughs> that, that, it was uh, a, a bed yeah. sheet would have been more protective than than that. So, we're tent. To- so Pete and I were tossing in like pillows. <laughs> we're tossing in blankets into the tent. Then we're trying to build a fire, and you, you know apparently you're not supposed to like rip down. You're not supposed to mess with the nature on the campsite with the trees. Yeah, the, the whole the whole leave no yeah. trace thing. Right but over we're, we're on a couple of Dutch settlers in Manhattan just throw, ripping down trees and chopping down branches, <laughs> making a ruckus at like nine o'clock at night. Hey, Pete! we got like our headlamps on, just yeah. shining in everyone's campsite. Yeah, we're just walking in like through people's campsites, like taking off yeah. branches and like. Of course, everything was so wet. Like I don't even think we got a fire no, we, started. We we like the we like the goblins <laughs> at Isengard, like chopping down the trees. Yeah, I think I think the person next to us is like, "Hey, we got some firewood if you guys want." And of, of course, no, we're, like, we're good. We'll get some soggy logs. We're 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 in a guy we're in a forest. We can figure this out. And yeah, and then Pete and I had a night. We we got a nice bottle of wine to um to put us oh, to sleep yeah. because we were afraid of the. We um, just you know you, you're camping. You know you you gotta do what you gotta do to sleep. So Pete and I just started hucking down this bottle of wine. We, yeah, and I don't even think we had fully set up no. our camp yet or, or eaten. So of course that that just that just prolongs the whole whole process. We got we're hucking down wine. We're trying to get this fire started. It's basically just a giant a giant smoke signal, and we got a piece yeah. of cardboard. So we're just maddeningly fanning the flames, trying to get it started. We we kind of got yeah. a little spark, like a little spark for about like five minutes, and then it died out, and then. Yeah, we probably just yeah I think we each like that. shocked into beer, and then we're like, "All right, just go to bed." <laughs> Let's go to bed. Yeah, there's nothing else to do here. All right. Oh man, but I think we, uh, I mean, I think we slept pretty well, and you know, we were up and at him early. Yeah. Early next morning, we got out. Um, we got out pretty early, around like seven, seven thirty. Yeah, and then. Uh, and then we drove, let's see, Yellowstone after that. We went to the, the Grand big titties. Tetons. The big titties of Yellowstone. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, unbeknownst to me, I didn't realize that Yellowstone uh, National Park and the Grand Teton National Park are actually connected to each other. Um, so that was a pretty quick drive, yep. about 40 minutes. Um, but great drive. I mean, I remember we stopped – Right near yep. that huge lake, and took took a bunch of pictures of the Grand Tetons. Was just you know, crazy. Astounding. The lake was just like perfectly placid, like a mirror. Yeah. It was like a glass oh, mirror, yeah, reflecting. There's a little bit of yep. haze over it. Pete, Pete, tell us, Pete, tell, um, tell us about and, the little incident. So we, so we stayed at a, at a little campsite that was right next to a, 
a rest like a little lodge resort lodge and they had a restaurant yeah so it was actually yeah it was actually the uh looked this up this morning i believe it was a signal mountain campground if anyone's ever uh finds himself in tetons but um it was great i think uh i don't know if it was really like a national park campsite or it was more like a little privately owned but they had a really nice restaurant little lodge there little convenience store um yes we had a we had a nice uh nice dinner there got some supplies from the uh general (laughs) store and that's where we bought the bought the bear mace dropped the 45 dollars got the the bear bear mace. mace We're messing around. We, we, tried, we got like um, kindling there too. Try to get a fire going. Newspaper. Yeah, some wet newspaper. <laughs> um, and then yeah, we got to our campsite, and you know, same thing as Yellowstone. You got everyone there's got either a really nice camper, like a nice van, or they just look like they've done this yeah, a million right. times. <laughs> um, and of course, you know, same ordeal where we spent you know hours and hours trying to you know, get the fire going, get the, get the tent up. Um, John, what were some of the events, man, that took place in those couple of hours? Uh, it started to rain. It started to be a nice, a thick drizzle. Yep. The water was the tent. Old job lot tent was, uh, wasn't holding up well with the rain. So it was, there was a, basically a puddle inside of our tent. We yeah. tried to, uh, That's we right. got some dinner. We came back and when we came back, the, uh, the family next door to us, the husband found a heaping, steaming mound of bear poop, and he really made a ruckus yeah. about it. He's like, "Honey, honey, bear shit!" <laughs> and of course, the other yeah, he was he was excited. Like, oh, oh, Frank, let me go check it. Oh, yeah, man, sick. You, yeah, man, that oh, that's bear shit. Yeah, I'll I'll, I haven't that. seen that in a couple of years. Yeah, you need a confirmation yeah. from his friend. And like literally an hour before that, Pete and I were out. We're like walking through that same patch of woods, like right before the bear walked through it. And just like mm-hmm. we, were, we were, what we were doing, we were just hanging out. Like we had a glass of wine, just like overlooking that view. Yeah. You know, yep. We're, yep, I think we walked down. The yeah, we had, lake like, or something we had like a snack. We were just hanging out there. Um, and, yep. and, you know, lo and behold, like an hour, hour and a half later, the bear had walked through and just mark its territory with its feet with its feces yeah i mean honestly everything was uh everything was going pretty well it was pretty casual night of camping and then as soon as we heard the bear shit it was everything got fight, fight or flight we had, to, we had to lock it down yeah, we had a lockdown in yeah. our tent we locked down yeah. zip up the tent start we started the bear protocol zip up the tent <laughs> get the get the food locked into those little safety containers like we locked ours like a couple safety containers away just to be safe you know, get yep. Cormac, open up Cormac, you know, recline the seats, get the at, get the Benadryl on board, sling a cup, sling some yep. wine back, just to make sure you get the, <laughs> you feel the full effect. Yep. And then lock the doors, pray to God you make it through the night without Darlene scratching <laughs> on the window. Yeah, I slept with the, uh, slept with the bear mace oh, on yeah. my side. Can't be, uh, can't, can never be too safe. Oh, uh, but we made it. We, um, but we made it through the night. Made it yeah, through the night. Through you know, I terrible sleep. Just terrible. Um, yep. I probably yep. slept like two or three hours out of the night. Yeah, tops. Um, Pete, I woke up to Pete just peeing out the side of my door. Yep, yep. There was uh, – I had to go and there's no way I was going <laughs> yeah, to the bathroom. Who goes, 
who goes to the bathroom in Yellowstone camping? That is just su- that's suicide. You're just asking for it. It's, yeah, it's a I long mean, walk. We heard the bear shit the night before. It was a long walk. Stark out. I'm not. You're not about. You know, I could piss outside the yeah. car one night. Sorry. But uh, yeah, we got out of there, you know, again pretty early, and uh, I think so. Where did we go after after Tetons? We drove all the well, way. Well, we did, we did stop a little bit. We did do a little bit of nature in Yellowstone. We stopped by the 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 glacier, the no no the geysers. Oh, that's right. The, the geysers, yep. the acidic pools of water, the geysers. Pete, so Pete, tell us about that Karen who yelled at you. Oh man, <laughs> she was such a force. Um, Tell us the Karen story. Yeah, I mean, we were we were we, we were uh, you know taking this little path through Yellowstone. It takes you by all these little like you know um, little geysers and little uh, little lakes and whatnot. And there was one that was called the Emerald Lake, and I forget the what was special about it, but it was really like it was under like on top of a geyser or something, so it was mm-hmm. super warm. And um, apparently, it was like. I think it was like 100 or 200 degrees, like some ridiculous number. And, uh, you know, being the idiot I am, I just I took off a stick <laughs> from a tree and I wanted to throw it in to see if it would like disintegrate or something. And uh, as soon as I throw it in, I hear uh, down the path, hey, what are you doing? And uh, this old lady just starts going off on me. It's old uh, Karen. For, for, you know, yeah, old Karen going off on me for, for, a breaking a stick off the tree probably and then throwing it into the into the you know precious lake or whatever and so i got got chewed out for that on the within a f- five minutes of being there yeah pete, pete and i were pete and i were just like look lady look look at what you're standing on you're standing on a freaking boardwalk like <laughs> yeah like, how many trees do you think they had to take look down at all the, to look at all this? the freaking hotels in this national park like do you think a stick into the into the water is gonna do it like what are you talking about you karen yeah <laughs> Yeah, but then, but then there's this whole down. there's this whole club of geyser watchers. So these people who are who are super oh, yeah. into just watching these geysers because occasionally, like very occasionally, I mean like once every month or like once every two, three, four months, a geyser would really erupt, and like it there would be like a shower of you know mist and water shooting up through the earth. Yeah. It was the uh, the steamboat, yep, steamboat geyser. That was the name of it. It was, um, you know, obviously a lot, lot smaller than mm-hmm. Yellowstone, the Yellowstone geyser. But uh, yeah, it was still pretty, pretty big apparently to what people were telling us. And uh, you know, like you said, it only went off every once in a while. But man, they, there was quite a crowd there of all these, you know, avid oh, they were, they were so geyser fans. And uh, yeah, I mean, they're all they're all decked out in like ponchos and like onesie they rain got jackets. So they have like a chain of community. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, they have they have a command going. So they could, uh, all right, report. All yeah. right, Sergeant Frank over there at Steamboat guys. just reported a, a, a you know, uh, a, a ten foot spurt here. We're gonna we call in the gods. Yeah, and then there 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 was always like some guy that a guys like yeah. a mile away, and you hear him over the radio and be like, "All right, I'm coming up yeah. there in an hour." Reporting, reporting, way. coming down. Copy that. Ten foot yeah. Steamboat guys. <laughs> hey, Bill, get up here, <laughs> Bill. <laughs> Got a big one. Uh, well then, Pete, and then after that, we went to um, we went to those bacteria pools that were very cool, like the hot stana pools, that, that oh, boardwalk yeah. that cut across the landscape, and the, there was like yeah. these beautiful colors. The bacteria reflecting in the water just produced like 
blues, like turquoise, yellow, orange colors. They were so, yep. it's very beautiful. Yeah, that was that was really. Cool. I almost got knocked uh, in by a couple of uh, Asians. A couple of Asian tourists almost knocked me into the hot acidic pool. They were taking selfies. Yep. yep. And they almost knocked me in. <laughs> yeah. It was. It was. Uh. That that boardwalk was yeah, dangerous. Right? If you didn't keep your head up, yeah. Watch. <laughs> well, a if you didn't keep your head up, you'd walk right off the side into the into the lava. You would see or little like. Or B or B, you'd get knocked off by someone on their yeah. phone trying to take a yeah. selfie or something. Ah. Uh. And then, oh, and then, Pete, we went to the after that, we went to the big. What was the big guys were called? Like the uh, old faithful, old faithful, course. old faithful. Yeah, that was like the touristy. Like there's, there's a hotel lodge right by the old faithful geyser, and yep, huge, huge gift, gift shop. shop. I think they had they had a countdown of like yeah, when the guys yeah, they had like a clock, like they had like a nuclear clock, clock yeah, T minus ten seconds until geyser. Yeah, the the this just the whole old faithful area was just some of the most like like they had just monetized yep. the shit out oh, of yeah. that thing. You know, there's like 30 tour buses in there, packed in the parking lot. You got a couple restaurants. Yep. But what'd you, uh, what'd mean, you think uh, of it, Pete? I mean, I'll speak for myself, but I wasn't I wasn't hugely impressed by it. I mean, I think maybe it was just because it was so highly anticipated. Um. But I don't know. It just wasn't as wasn't as tall or uh, um, insane as I, no, as I no, thought it was it, be. I was a little bit, frankly, disappointed. It was a little anticlimactic. Yeah. I actually like the steamboat yeah. geyser was more fun because I was going to say that was way better because because I didn't yep. know anything about it. You didn't and, expect uh, anything, you know, just the whole. Yeah, exactly. It was, that was great, and and just all the fans oh, yeah. that were around there. The steamboat geyser club, it was a little subculture, right there in a little yeah. You know, pocket of boardwalk in the middle of Yellowstone was an entire subculture. Yeah. Um, all right, Pete. Oh, what's, yeah. And then that was next great, up, uh, next up is uh, Salt Lake City, Utah. Yeah, baby. Home, Home of the Mormons. Mormons. Pete. Yeah, that was that was about a uh, about a six hour drive. Nope, not a six-hour drive. That was about a five-hour drive mm-hmm. from the Tetons. Um, I-15 highway all the way south, um, pretty much. And But as soon as you start getting into Salt Lake, man, oh, I yeah. mean, you thought the drivers in Ohio <laughs> were bad. Utah, the drivers, man, you got to be wearing a Dude, What do we call it, drive. the Salt Lake slide? Oh yeah. You, well, you start getting into into Salt Lake City, and of course, the highways get a little bigger. They're getting to like five, six lanes, and uh, oh man, just like every ten, fifteen seconds, there'd just be like a two thousand five Toyota Corolla going eighty five <laughs> miles an hour that that decides to merge five lanes across. Yeah, you. they pass you on the right, and then they cut the, across three lanes yeah. to, to the left lane. You're like, okay, yeah. I'm already going 75. This person's probably going at least 85 to 90 to get past me and then cut across the yeah. left. Oh, man, it, was, slide. it was dangerous. And like that would happen every 30 seconds. You just have someone just yeah. you know, cutting across three, yeah, four like, lanes. This is, this uh, is not 95 South by Milford, you know, at like five in the morning. This yeah. is like rush hour traffic, bumper to bumper almost. And people are doing the Salt Lake slide. It's crazy. Yeah, that was, yeah, but, uh, that was, but, uh, you know, it wasn't a bad yeah. drive overall. And, uh, 
I think we we got into Salt Lake pretty early on the day. Um, stayed with uh, my cousin who lives there, which was great because that was we had camped um, three yep. nights prior uh, to that, so it was finally nice to kind of sleep indoors. Um, then yeah, and we got out of there in the morning. We got some breakfast oh, Pete, somewhere. Pete, skip an integral we're... part. Oh the uh, oh yeah. the morning. Oh, that's right. Yeah, this, right, this is still quick. You, you started. So I, I woke that. up before Pete, and I had to go to the bathroom. So I shuffled my way to the bathroom, and you know I did my business, and I flushed the toilet. So so just so Pete's uh, Pete's cousin and her husband were out working for the day. So we had said goodbye to them the night before. We all we had to do was just lock up the house before we left. Make sure the door was locked. Feed the dog, right? I think that's it. Yeah. Yeah. It's just very simple, simple rudimentary stuff. stuff. And of course, when I, after I did my my business on the potty, um, I I you know I blew it up a little bit. I clogged it. I clogged it really hard. And I was like, I first I was like, all right, this is no big deal. I'm gonna I'm gonna fix it. I tried to fix it, and I made it like tenfold worse. It was starting to like overflow. <laughs> And you know, yeah. I, I I'm like, all right, geez, like, all right, I'm gonna have to call in Doctor Jabinski here. Pete, you're gonna have to come in here and do this. Come in, Pete, come in. And Pete's, <laughs> yeah, that 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 was bad. And, and you know, just just a sidetrack, man. Whenever I'm over someone else's house and I gotta take a shit, which I just try and avoid, just in general, taking That's a smart, shit out of people's houses. But yeah, I mean, dude, you always get in those instances at, at you know other people's houses where you don't know the mechanics <laughs> or the toilet. Don't you don't know, know the physics happened. behind it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you don't know exactly what, what the plumbing is for this particular toilet. And, you know, sometimes the plunging can make it worse. Yeah. You know, like you said, sometimes you might get the, start to get the overflow and, uh, you know, you got someone else's house. Of course, you don't want, you don't want it overflowing onto their floor. But I mean, so, so we were already kind of in a state of panic because, you know, we're at, we're at my cousin's house the first time I've ever visited her in Salt Lake about our raw sewage on the we're floor. Also, so. we're, we also have a timetable, too, because um, we're trying to get to Vegas by... Yeah. trying to get to Vegas as early as possible. Yep, And we're exactly. getting hung up here. So, Pete, I wake up Pete, and he's just on the bed, just trying to get some beauty sleep. And he's just... I'm like, Pete, man, you got you to gotta come into the bathroom. You got This is bad. And Pete's like, how bad? I'm like, Pete, this is bad. <laughs> this is bad. We might have to call a plumber. And Pete... <laughs> Yeah, uh, we were uh, we were in crisis mode, but I, I mean, I think I think I gave it a couple couple uh, hardy plunges, a couple of tries. We, we yeah. avoided disaster. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then my cousin actually lives pretty close to um, whatever the big college or university is in Salt Lake, U- like University Lake of Utah university or something. Yeah, University of Utah, and. Uh, so I think we, we went to like some, you know, college yep. looking coffee shop or whatever. Got some, got some, uh, bougie right. food and, good. um, yeah, then we, we wanted to get to Vegas ASAP. <laughs> so we got out of there pretty quick. And plus Salt Lake, I mean, it's not no, I will, I will there, say so. one thing about Salt Lake, the neighborhood I was, we were in Pete kind of reminded me of like a sliver of like a really nice portion of New Haven, like a college town. Yeah. Kind of city yeah feel. But anyways, we, we didn't really care because yeah. we were just trying to get to Vegas by, by three o'clock or literally as early as possible well, yeah <laughs> as early as possible um yeah and that from salt lake to vegas was about a six hour drive 
again, I-15 South Hallway. Um, you know, if we had some more time, I think we would have would have uh, stopped some of the national parks in Utah. I mean, there's a lot yeah. of them, including Zion, Moab, um, Great Basin. Um, but we were we were kind of on a mission. Drove straight through Utah. Um, got to Vegas probably around maybe three four in the afternoon. Yeah, I would say three four. Um, stayed at oh, stayed yeah, at the Trump maybe. Hotel. Got some nice, uh, nice affordable rates there. As he he was in office, not the most favored guy. So we got we stayed there for probably yeah, pretty cheap. Yeah, we walked in there. I think it was like 150. Like, what? Like this is like all right then. Like people obviously who who are going to this hotel don't have a problem with the guy. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean it. The, the oh, lobby yeah. was beautiful, top notch lobby. It was uh, yeah, and. Hey, uh, I mean, it was great stay. I think we we stay on the fifty fifth floor, yep. if I remember correctly. High up, Pretty facing high up. the facing the strip. Um, yep. And then we went to that sick. We we had a couple of hours to burn before the the nightlife kicked off. So we went down to the. It was probably about ten fifteen floors below us. There was like this outdoor pool, and so cool. Like mm-hmm. you're just on top of this little rooftop. You can see your you what what was the casino? The Encore Casino was right there. Um, yep. the sun was like reflecting yep. off of it so the, the rays were just hitting you the pool was like nice and great temperature we were just... oh yeah dude I thought I was yeah. in a hangover Ex- I I was yeah, in a exactly I'm like am I Nicolas Cage and leaving Las Vegas or am I uh, Bradley Cooper in the hangover yeah. I don't know which one <laughs> yeah uh, but that, yeah that was great we got a couple hours in the pool um, and I don't think we were able to get drinks in the pool. Which no, they, actually, the bar had just closed. Um, yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, but yeah, then we uh, did we go to Johnny yeah, Rockets yeah, in that mall? Johnny Rockets. Okay. Yeah, I went to Johnny. There's a mall, huge mall, right across the street from the Trump Hotel, and uh, went in there with the Johnny Rockets. Got some great burgers. Oh. Um, did some nice people watching. Great, great thing to eat before you drink in Vegas, everybody. That's a life lesson. Get Johnny Rockets. Yeah. That extra grease will save you, you know, a couple magnitudes of hangover the next day. So, essential. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, it was a smart decision. And then, and then, yeah, we went up to the. Uh, um, Pete and I got ready for the night upstairs, and the we dressed the nines. Pete, what did you wear, man? Uh, I think I wore like a collared shirt. Hell yeah! Looked like, looked like a looked like a dad going to church. And Wait, back, I, gotta, back in I gotta tell everyone. I gotta tell everyone listening. So Pete, um, so so Pete Pete takes goes off. I'm I'm I think I'm ready. I'm ready. yeah. I'm looking out the window. Pete Pete's in the shower. He comes out. He's dressed up. He's got his shirts tucked in. He's got a collared shirt buttoned down, tucked in, and he's got a mustache. And I'm like Pete, man. Like, hold on, hold on. <laughs> you look like a freaking like. You look like a pedophile. Like we got. You either you either shave the mustache, and and keep the shirt tucked in, or you keep the sh- or you untuck the shirt and keep the stash. You can't do both. You can't have the mustache and the shirt tucked in. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if I was going, I mean, good thing it caught man. If I was going out like that, hey, man, they, no one at the would... bars would have served you. To be like, all right, this is, here's this guy in from the from the Mormon church. He's coming in from Salt Lake City. What is this guy doing? Yeah. Guy coming in from the compound yeah. outside of Salt Lake City. Oh, oh man! But uh, yeah, we, we we hit the night running. Um, probably probably mm-hmm. around seven or eight. Um, mm-hmm. 
And uh, what was our, our first stop, I believe, was – was it Caesar's Palace? Yeah, yes, it was Caesar's Palace. Yep, Caesar's Palace. Um, and uh, we got a couple of drinks, and then we Floyd saw who? Money Mayweather. Floyd Money. Oh, yeah. Walking through. Didn't, didn't even notice him at first until until we uh, yeah. It was an after the fact right by us. It was an after the fact thing. Pete and I both just like looking down Floyd Money, and these he was surrounded by these like burly bodyguards, and of course Pete and I like they just pushed through the whole crowd. Um, and Pete and I yeah bulldozed through us. Pete and I were just looking at this like short. You guy was short, man. I I he made me feel like I was Yao Ming. He was short, and but Pete and I were just looking at him, and then afterward we're like, oh my god, like. Wh- who was that? Like, that? That was not. Uh, that was not. You knew Robinson it was someone famous. Knicks. That wasn't Barry Jenkins, yeah. the guy directing Moonlight. It's like that has to be Floyd Money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, that was crazy. And then, uh, yeah, I don't know. If, did we gamble a little bit? I think. In, yeah, I think uh, you did. Palace? No, no, no. I think you did actually. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think I hit like a blackjack table for a quick second. Um, and then, uh, after that, I think we walked yeah. down the strip for a little bit, which I'm mean, actually oh experiencing it. So, like you said, Pete, it's an adult um, Disneyland. It, dude, it really is, man. You see some, you see some people there. You see some people yeah. that you've never seen before there. Or you've seen people that you have seen, but you've never um, seen them act like this before. Yeah, right. yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're like, oh, that looks like my neighbor. Is that forty year old guy? Also... Does he have a or and his wife? They have two slushy drinks and a joint, and they're walking yeah. in by a cop. Yeah. Okay, like, <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's not something you see every day. But all right, this is uh, Vegas. <laughs> and that, well, that's the thing is, like, anything you see weird there, you're always like, oh, <laughs> it's Vegas. So uh, then, then what did we do? We went to that um, pink, the pink flamingo. So Pete and I went to some like janky casino that we, yeah. That we thought would be cheaper, the drinks there we thought would be cheaper, because it was just like a, you know, mm-hmm. just the in terms of the the buy-ins for some of these games you could play, it was just much cheaper, not as much money going around. You know, mm-hmm. this is not the Four Caesars. So we're like, yeah, yeah it's a little less crowded. And we we got some tequila there, and um, that was like cost us like twenty bucks. Cost us an arm and a leg to get a shot of tequila. <laughs> Yeah, and it was probably like, you know, they took some some uh, tap water and threw some <laughs> ethanol in it. A little something. agave nectar. Yeah, but uh, that was good. I mean, it was it was a nice, yeah. you know, different atmosphere from Caesar's Palace for sure. Um, and then and then after that, Pete, what did we? Uh, we went to that mall. That. Oh I think yeah, we went uh, to the Bellagio, yeah, we went right? To the mall first before the Bellagio. And then we went to that that okay. huge like cowboy bar with like the robotic, um, remember that robotic cow? Oh, that, remember that? Oh yeah, I remember that. And so yep, we went to yep. so, Pete. We got to talk about the the design of this mall. So there's obviously in Las Vegas, there's bars inside of malls, and the but the mm-hmm. the design of the mall. First off, the the ceiling, Pete, wasn't it painted like a? It it was painted like a bright like sky it was like the setting sun sky yeah it it, it was like mm-hmm. some weird mural on the ceiling so it, you know uh, obviously to make it yep, feel like you were somewhere you weren't and it made it feel like it was much earlier right it made it feel like it was dusk mm-hmm. as opposed yeah. to like 10 o'clock at night 
Mm-hmm. So you got when you walked in, like you felt you picked yeah. up the energy. You're like, whoa, whoa, whoa! I feel awake. Like, what, what is this? I feel like I'm just I transported back in time, like three hours, like in my own, you know, East Coast time again. No, that would be three hours later, but you know, it just immediately jolted you awake, and you kind of like your your rhythm was thrown off. Like, oh whoa, yeah. Whoa. Like I can go for another yep. ten more hours now. Like, oh, it's only six o'clock. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. And you don't even know, at that point, you probably didn't even know yeah. what time it was, really. The clock so. is, the, your inner clock is, is shot because of the tequila. Yeah. And then we're you, when, Vegas, we were, you and I were trying to get out of the place after the bar, and we literally couldn't find our way out because it's so mm-hmm. circuitous and maze like. Yeah. It's like a labyrinth. They, I, I'm sure it's designed that way, right? To make you just keep you. Oh, yeah. Yep, no nothing. clocks, no windows. Design like I saw like a couple of like drunk lab rats trying to get out of there. Jeez. Like, <laughs> trying to get out of some science experiment. Um, oh, man. But uh, yeah, then we went oh, to the yeah, Bellagio after yeah. that, right? Yeah, dude, that was. Uh, I don't think we stayed there no. for that long, but uh, I mean, at that point, we were. Pretty pretty hammered, so I think it was anything was exciting at that point. Um, and then uh, you know maybe maybe the rest of the the Bellagio we could yeah. leave out, but uh, <laughs> yeah. let's just say it was fun. It was a good time. And, it was uh, a good time. So then we get back. Yeah, we passed out around like what, like three, three four a.m. Yeah. Um, yep. And that. Oh yeah, woke we up woke up. Pain. We felt yeah. like I, I for I passed out on the bed parallel to the headboard, so I was lying across the bed, so Pete couldn't sleep on it. So I wake up and I find Pete on the yep. the hotel room couch. Just his legs are dangling. He was wrapped in a I was towel. Wrapped in a towel. <laughs> yeah, and John took all the blankets. He was wrapped in a towel. His legs are dangling off the off the couch. Yeah. <laughs> My neck was, my neck hurt a lot from like you know it was a, it was a like a love seat couch not meant for a six <laughs> foot human so my neck felt really weird. I was you know dry mouth oh, whole yeah. ordeal. I remember we woke up. I I made you drive again. I I literally could not get behind the wheel of a car. Oh, I was yeah. so sick. I. Oh man, Vegas, Vegas is excellent until you wake up, and then you wake up, and all yeah, I can think is me... like, let's just get out of here. <laughs> let's get the f out of here. Right now. Just looking at yeah. the, just looking at yeah. it, just made me sick. I was like, I gotta get out of here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude, it was, it was. Uh, and we and were the mission, mission was the, the mission was to get to the first five guys out there. <laughs> that was the mission. That was uh, that's what I meant. In and out, five guys in and out. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, we, we uh, let's see, I have it written down. So the drive from Vegas to Orange County, California, which is where we were going, was about four hours. Um, and I think you actually go through Arizona yeah. for yep. a couple minutes. Is that correct? You're going after, after Vegas, which is a pretty cool part of the drive because you're going through these huge canyons. Um, and, you know, like huge desert canyons. Um and then we get to California, um, but it's you're yeah. still kind of in the middle of nowhere because it's, it's very eastern California. The Inland Empire, baby. Um, and then, yeah, and then and then we hit the first in and out, in and out that we saw, which was kind of felt like it was in the middle of nowhere yeah. still. Um, and got some, some of the, got that some was greasy one of the best burgers. burgers I've ever had. 
Yeah, dude, that was – it was also just kind of a sign that, like, all right, yeah. we're getting close to the end. I think at that point we were just, like, we were, we were looking forward to just settling down in one spot for a little bit and then having to wake up and drive. Yeah, for sure. Seven, eight, nine, ten hours. Um, yep. Yeah, and then I think we, we rolled into uh, some California traffic and got into Orange maybe around, I don't know, late yeah. after, mid-late afternoon. I remember that. Um, and that was that. That was the trip. And the uh, trip. then we met up with uh, old old Tucker at the apartment. Yep, <laughs> that's right. That was great. Yeah, that whole that whole meeting, the first time I met Tucker, that's, yeah, that could be a whole funny. other story. He was uh, we we moved out all the stuff. Oh man, it, that that apartment was like a bomb went off. We literally it was literally just stuff everywhere, like bags and stuff, <laughs> sleeping bags. Yeah. So Pete and I slept in the floor for like the first week I lived in that apartment. There's just so much crap everywhere. Yep, slept on the mat yeah. mattress on the floor. It was truly a crack then style, style. With Tucker. <laughs> Yeah. Oh man. Well, Tucker had some pretty nice furniture. He was already. I feel like he was. He yeah, moved well, in he, pretty he, quick. He, he like kept some of the stuff in his old place because he knew we were coming. So he knew. He's like, oh, I'm, gonna, I'm just gonna oh, leave yeah. this huge couch in my old apartment. So when Pete and John come, they can they can carry it with me. He's like, oh, you guys wanna like, help me move today? Yeah. And I just literally just pulled in. Literally just pulled in like ten minutes after we get out of the car. Tucker's like, oh, all right, let's guys start moving some stuff in. Yeah, and, and you know it's June in Southern California, so of course it's yeah, you're dripping wet. Pete and I are still hungover from Vegas. We're, we're, we're dripping wet. Yeah, we're working off of three hours of sleep. And that's that's funny. Oh man, but uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, just looking back at the trip overall, I think what was what was so impressive is just the amount of of the things that we fit in, and the amount of things that we saw over the course mm-hmm. of you know, oh, days. so much stuff. Uh, so many different people. We met yeah. so many different people. Um, just small talk with various mm-hmm. people at campgrounds, people yeah. um, at the uh, restaurants, people at these little stores and gas stations. We stopped mm-hmm. by in the middle of South Dakota and Iowa gas stations. You know, there's not much going on there. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I think it, the trip overall was, uh, it was a great balance between, um, kind of really getting out there in the wilderness, seeing some of the national parks, but also, you know, being in Chicago mm-hmm. and Vegas for a night. And, um, you know, I, I think we really got, uh, t- you know, two nice uh, perspectives of, of kind of uh, Yeah, I, country, I think that's, that's a great point. You definitely see that the country is, is quite large. And with that, there's many different regions and there's many different customs and subcultures that you can experience. And, uh, you know, like there's a place – there's a little farm dirt road in Iowa that leads you to the field of dreams. And there's a little, you know, diner in the, in the black Hills of South Dakota. And there's, you know, in Vegas, yep. there's really seedy places. And in Salt Lake city, you know, yep. you might see a Mormon walking down the street. Like that's, that's America. Like everyone's an American, but it's like such a huge, like, mm-hmm. like underneath the surface of everything is just like boiling and bubbling with so many different personalities mm-hmm. and it's fascinating. It's really endlessly fascinating. It really is. And I think our trip to me personally just showed how, um, how diverse both the people are yeah. and the landscape is across, 
across the U.S. And, uh, and, and it's just crazy to drive that many hours and see that many different things. And you end up in California after nine days and you're right. still in the same country. It's really unbelievable. So, yeah, There's no, unbelievable. It's nothing like this, uh, nothing like this uh, in, in the world. I mean, this is why America is so unique. It's because mm-hmm. it's so large geographically. There's so many different regions. And then, like, there's so many different people. Like, literally, each state is like a country unto itself. If you think about it, like, in some ways. And Yeah. Definitely. So many different cultures. And, uh, you know, and I, I think that there's so many, such diverse landscape that we crossed. And, you know, the landscape yeah. has such an impact on the people, too. So, you definitely you get a lot of different... Uh, just a lot of different perspectives and, and, uh, you know what they say, Pete, sometimes they say fly over country, you know, fly over country, as I like to say, is best explored in a car. Fly over country is best explored Definitely. in a car. Definitely. And especially a 2014 Honda that's right. Accord. Sport. 2014 Honda Accord Sport. That's yeah. the second, that's, that's, that was the first. I did another road trip with Abby. She might be listening to this podcast in the near future. So, Shout out to Abby, my girlfriend. She turns 21 tomorrow and Monday. Happy birthday, hey. Abby. Nice. All right. So uh, we'll probably have another yeah, podcast. That was a great episode, show, right? man. Wait, let's, be, hey, let's give a little yeah, – hey, folks, really folks at home listening, thank you so much for tuning in. This was a, this was a special episode. Obviously, we went over an hour, which is not going to be our usual. Eh, it might be. Who knows? We usually try to keep things – to 30 minutes max but this was just a special episode because we had so much to talk about yeah really uh you know it, it's hard to talk about something like this in, in 30 minutes you know exactly. I feel like we have to do it justice all right on that note thanks folks for listening pete i'll talk to you next week man yeah thanks guys